Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life. And for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In this episode, we are going to interview, for the second time, the president of a local managed IT services company. But before we do that, we're going to hear from our show sponsors, Sunbelt Business Advisors and JAK CPAs. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Many business owners planning a business transition feel overwhelmed and don't know where to begin. The CPAs at JAK, John A. Knutson & Company, can guide you to make sense of the numbers and tax pieces of your transition. Our firm was established over 90 years ago, and we have assisted many companies with ownership transitions. Leaving your business successfully takes time, so contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at jakcpa.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with Brett Erickson, president of Paskey Technologies, and Brett's been on the show with us before, and we're, we've got him back because, let's just say, popular demand. Welcome to Poised for Exit once again, Brett. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it's just great to have you. There's always so much going on in the world of technology, right? And there is. Yeah, we, we don't have a whole lot of time, as you know, to, to hash this out, but um, there's some pretty key talking points that we've come up with to address today. But before we do that, maybe you could just kind of give us an update. What's going on at Paskey Technologies these days? We're busy. You know, yeah. fall's here and everybody's starting to work again. We got kids going back to school. And mm. so everybody's uh, planning out their projects. And we're doing a ton of Microsoft 365. It's mm. been very popular. So a lot of our clients are already on it. A lot of other clients are migrating to it and then just staging up and doing more with the product and starting to look at securing things. And then, so we do a lot of cybersecurity and then mm -hmm. just a lot of new, new devices. I think COVID really slowed down a lot of budgets. Mm. So, and even if their money was there, people were holding it close to their vest. So that's freed up a little bit. And there's a little bit of a, almost like a slingshot effect because things sure. keep getting old as you're holding onto the money and not spending it. So yes. yeah, we've been busy, you know, mm -hmm. thankfully. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Yeah. I think there's, there's obviously on your end, there's probably a lot of pent up demand too. Like you just said, you know, systems are getting older and, and pretty soon it's just like, okay, we can't continue to put a bandaid on this. We really need to do something about it. Correct. Yep. Mm -hmm. You start to lose money and things slow down and, yep. oh, and risk. Yeah, risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, downtime. 
Let's talk about risk. Let's talk about, um, gosh, we're hearing about ransomware in the news all the time. Yep. And so what could some of these, um, what, what, what could these businesses do to protect themselves? Yeah, there's a big rash of ransomware. It was like a month where it was almost every day we were hearing about it. So scary mm. stuff. Um, you know, it's just the typical things like making sure you're backing up all of your data and then making sure your backup's off-site so that it's not actually inside your network. These hackers are really good at searching for a backup and deleting it. Because if you've got a backup, you're going to be able to restore and get out of it. Mm-hmm. So if they can go get your backup, much better odds of them getting paid. So if they can delete your backup, oh, I see. So if, if, they've, got, if they've got a hold of your system and they want you to pay them a ransom, they've already probably copied everything. Right. So then it doesn't matter if there's a backup and they don't want you to be able to get it. So that's how they, okay, got it. All so right. And if it's off site, mm-hmm. then I can come back in, bring it on site, come back in, bring mm-hmm. it on site, and, and restore and get back in the game. So I, I use a, a product called Carbonite. Is that what you're talking about it's for off site? It's a great product. Yep. Okay. You bet. Yeah. Um, and so, which brings me to my next question. I think we talked about this before, where a lot of people think like if they are using Windows 10 or whatever, um, OneDrive, right? And they've got stuff in the cloud. I know you were sharing a story with me about that. Let's talk about what what Windows really has for cloud security, or not um, security, but um, backup, right? Oh, yes. So how, Office, how, how long they store things and stuff. So a lot of people don't know this. Office 365, which is products like OneDrive and SharePoint and mm-hmm. your email. Um, Microsoft, obviously, is responsible for that data, but only to a point. Inside their license agreement, you actually sign off and say, number one, they only guarantee 30 days of history. Mm. So after that, it's best effort. So and many times you discover you need something that's more than 30 days old or what Mm -hmm. have you. And then also you sign something saying that you do a third-party backup or you back up your data on your own. So that's, you know, legal speak. That's them basically holding themselves harmless. So Mm -hmm. it's important to either back it up manually or there's a lot of great products out there that'll cloud-to-cloud backup is what they call it. So it'll go back up your Office 365 and put it in their cloud. And those are, you know, there's probably 10 popular ones. They're all right about $3 a month per Mm -hmm. user. And it backs up everything. Your email, your OneDrive, your SharePoint, your Teams history. So, Mm. yeah. So what are some of those products? So OneDrive is files. Everything's basically stored on OneDrive. That's mm-hmm. your base. That's mm-hmm. where everything, all your files get stored. And then on top of that is SharePoint. And SharePoint's kind of an intranet. I don't know if anybody here has ever worked at a company where they have their own internal intranet. website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Teams is mm-hmm. like a chat program. that it really, it really replaces three things. It replaces like an instant messenger, like a Skype would mm-hmm. be one example, or AIM, instant messenger, AOL kind of old reference there showing my age but uh it also replaces zoom maybe not replaces but same kind of functionality video meetings video chat Mm -hmm. and then slack many people have probably heard of slack where you can actually make topics and Mm -hmm. then chat on those topics and store files and just Mm -hmm. share and collaborate so Mm -hmm. those three things so that's teams and then of course email you know that's just Mm -hmm. your outlook and storing your email. And there's a ton of other Office 365 products. Like there's yes. some stuff called to-dos and tasks, and there's probably 30 different mm-hmm. sort of add-on uh, products. But those are the big popular ones. Your email, OneDrive, SharePoint, Teams. Well, so for the cloud-to-cloud backup, though, when you talk about those programs, what, what would those pro- – let's just take an, an example or two of what a cloud-to-cloud backup is. Drop Suite okay. is probably the most popular Drop out suite. there right now. Okay, But Axiant makes it. There's a company called Enable who makes it. 
Um, Barracuda has it. Almost any backup. Carbonite might have it now. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these guys all chase each other. So sure. if, as soon as somebody starts to introduce that kind of backup, they all try and get in the game. So I bet. there's a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, me using Carbonite probably means that I haven't been really paying attention to any of those updates. So I'm probably w- paying more than what I need to. Could oh. be. Could <laughs> well, be. there's one of those things that we just got to keep checking on, right? We need people like you to help us with that. Well, and, and too much backup is never a problem. Yes. So we love redundant backup. We love, yes. Mm. Good, yeah. good to know. Yeah. Yeah. That was another thing we talked about before is redundant backup. Yep, they call, it's mm-hmm. three, two, one. Kind of put myself on the spot here, but three copies of your data in two locations, and I like to say with two separate products, Ooh. at least one copy offsite. I did not make that up. That's kind of an industry standard, but three, two, one. Three copies of your data in two locations, and I like to say with two different kinds of products, and make sure at least one of them is totally offsite. Wow, that is perfect. I am putting that in the show notes. So let's talk about email. Sure. I literally got an email yesterday morning, and I knew it was fake, right? Because the subject line was Amazon order, and that's not how Amazon emails you, right? Right. So I open it up, and there's all this, this um, information about this big flat-screen TV that I ordered and that they used you know, $2,000 worth of credit that I had in my account and that you know, the balance was 3100 and some dollars and that you know, I could expect my shipment in the next yada yada number of days. And then here's the 800 number to call. I mean, you know, they tried to cover all their bases with making it look official, but I knew it wasn't official. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just giving that as an example because I think that that kind of thing is happening, right? Right. So let's talk about email compromise. I know business email compromise is a big thing. Remember, I think you and I were at that FD, um, was it the FBI agent that, um, yeah. remember, yeah, the ACG event, like three years ago or whatever? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it still sticks in my mind, everything that he said about that. So I'm going to have you speak to that for a minute. Yes. Yeah, so it's everywhere. And there's several different kinds. What you speak of is trying to trick you, right? Trying to trick you in a more mm-hmm. generic way. Like, okay, you just spent a bunch of money, by the way, and your product's on the way. And you go, whoa, wait a minute, I did not. And you mm-hmm. click on the link and it says, okay, well, log into Amazon and you go ahead and put in your username and password all of a sudden they've got your Amazon credentials. Mm. And worse, a lot of people share passwords. Like I'll use the same password for Facebook, for Amazon, and maybe even my work email. So now all of a sudden I can try that against like Office 365. And maybe as simple as you getting fished, right? We call that getting fished. You not only gave up your Amazon password, but you might have given up a password to a bunch of other services. So that's one. So basically there's two big methods of, of email mm. compromise, they're faking like they have your email address and they're sending as you, but they're really what they call spoofing. So mm. they don't really have access to your email. They're just acting like they have access to mm. your email Strange. or acting mm. like they have access to somebody that you know's email. So you can kind of see like one of the characters is off or there's something not totally right. The scary one is when they do have access to your email. Yes. So we see a ton of that where people get fished and they actually get into your email account and sometimes right away they start to spam, but a lot of times they sit and they wait and they watch. And so one of the big differences in what's happening nowadays is people are taking their time, lots of times overseas, they're mm-hmm. doing their research and they're watching. So mm-hmm. an example of watching is I see who your financial person is yeah. and I see who you do wires with mm-hmm. and I just try and sneak in there and delete an email that went back and forth and replace it with my own that says, hey, and by the way, our bank changed their wiring information. Leave it maybe the same bank name, but change all the information and people go for that 
a lot. So wow. making sure you have really good protections on your wire with your bank, that things have to be verified by phone is yes. a popular way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is they'll search your website and look for titles. So now mm-hmm. that I have your email or I know how to spoof you, I'll find out who the financial director is, and I'll find out who the pastor is. For a long time, they were hitting churches. They'd find about the pastor, mm-hmm. and they'd find out the C, you know, the financial person, mm-hmm. and they would email from the pastor to the financial person. I need a new wire sent to this place. And so <laughs> there, it's no longer as... There's still automated mm-hmm. things like that. Amazon be a little bit more of an automated. There's some real targeted efforts going on. Mm. And a lot of times you could tell by grammar, the grammar be horrible, exactly. something be misspelled. Right. A lot of times the grammar's good now. So mm. scary stuff. We we get one every couple of days, usually mm. not severe. And sometimes I hear we barely stopped a wire. Like mm. the bank said five minutes later, the money would have been gone or it is gone and they just had no way to get it back. So mm. I haven't had any like north of $100,000 amounts, but I've had some $30,000 amounts, $15,000 amounts. So it's still a lot of money a for lot of money a, a for business a small owner. small business, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Life-changing in a lot of ways. I mean, it can be. Yeah. Right? So um, business email compromise, best tips for those business owners that are listening out there. Like what, what kinds of things should they do to train their staff? So the simplest thing would just be having a get-together, a training. Mm. And you either go through it yourself as a business owner and just kind of talk about it, or you bring somebody in like myself or a a professional who talks about it. Um, Or there are paid monthly services you can use to do training. No before. That's a number four. No before is the most popular out there. And they've got all kinds of great training videos. Here's what to look for. Mm. And then the biggest thing is to do phishing testing. Like I would have sent, say I sent you that Amazon email. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm IT and I sent you that to see if you're going to click on it. And most importantly, clicking on it's a big deal. Did you put your username and password in there? Because yeah. if you did, we have to go have a conversation about how dangerous that can be. Wow. And I see some really smart people do this. I see CEOs. I see people with their master's degrees. I mean, wow. very smart people get fooled by this. So. Sure. And, you know, it's not that they don't know any better, because they do, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of thinking twice about it. Mm-hmm. And when you think about what someone like that, I mean, you own your own company. You know what I'm talking about. You're you're thinking about a lot of different things all at the same time. You're in a hurry. You're trying to multitask and, you know, you see an email and you just plug in to just get it off your desk and go to the next. Yes. Right. Yep. Um, without really thinking about it. So it's not that they don't know any better. Right. Mm-hmm. And just be watching for it. There's some anti-phishing tools out there. And we've all seen the external, you know, like if you get an email from outside your organization, it'll say external, maybe in all capital letters. Yes. Because if they're trying to spoof you, like I work with you, but it's coming from the outside, that's one way to flag to flag somebody that it's, you know, a bad email. And you can send, set that up on, on the inside. You can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about some of the other things that you guys are doing for business owners right now in, in terms of not just security, but updates, upgrades. Um, you know, there's new stuff, right? I mean, you haven't yeah. been on the show in a year. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot, a lot that you could share. New well, the stuff. newest of the new is Windows 11. Okay, well, let's right? go so there. That's coming out. Windows so 11. Windows 11. They said they were never going to rename Windows ever again. It was <laughs> always going to be Windows 10. And now <laughs> here's Windows 11. So um, they claim that they didn't, didn't really mean it that way. Never said never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, it's kind of exciting. The, the 
GUI, as they call it, the graphical user interface, the, the way it looks is much different. So oh. some people are saying they're stealing from Mac, stealing from Apple. So oh. it's a much more refined. And Ooh. the start menus changed. And so there's the typical graphical changes. It's supposed to be more secure, which is great. They're always mm. trying to improve security. And it's new. You know, I think mm -hmm. that companies, software companies, just that's how they make their money is right. making new stuff. So um, it was it was on a longer timeline than we, a lot of us thought. It was kind of a surprise. They're starting to release it to manufacturing, meaning fairly soon. If you buy a Dell or an HP, it might come with 11 pre-installed. So that's fast. Ooh. And then it releases to the public uh, this fall. And like beta, you know, if you happen to be brave and want to test it on your own, you can go get the, the test version right now. Wow. Did you do that? I have one computer that has it. I haven't put it on my production computer because, like you said, we're all in a hurry and I don't have, yeah. have time for slowdowns. <laughs> yeah, right. But but you have it on your test computer, right? And yep. so is that for the technicians in the office to kind of drive it and see what it's like and how it operates? Correct. But, mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. We just bought a Mac for our conference room so everybody could do that to be working oh. on Mac more because we don't... Sure. We, we know Mac, but we don't use it every day. So sure. it's that concept. Now you're making me wonder, should I put Windows 11 in a conference room? Just for, you know, something that we use and touch every day and yeah. get used to. And we'll be an early adopter. Now that I found out that it's releasing the manufacturing so quick, we'll get it rolling mm -hmm. on everybody's computer. The other big one with Windows 11, they often release a server at the same time. So server 2022 is coming out. Mm. So that's exciting too. There's a lot more integration with the cloud and hybrid stuff where you run some on-premise at your office and some in the cloud and mm. once again more more secure and so yeah windows 11 and uh, windows server 2022 are the big microsoft releases so what's the advantage then of someone or you probably don't you probably don't use windows um, server 2022 yet right or do Correct. you nope. okay nope. so so i was going to ask if you could compare with 19 but we'll talk about mostly that mostly security and some of the features a lot of the features are cloud-based cloud connections mm -hmm. and and you know microsoft is pushing really hard for uh office 365 microsoft mm -hmm. 365 so almost everything they do is in connection to those subscription services the whole mm -hmm. idea is now you're you're buying something on a monthly basis instead of purchasing it right like it's yeah. a monthly expense as opposed to a, a capital investment so mm -hmm. well i mean it's probably a better money maker for them right because it's recurring revenue mm -hmm. and for um, if you're trying to mitigate loss, they have probably over the years, I mean, let's face it, you have five licenses in your office and you have seven or eight people that are using it, Yep. right? And so those are licenses that they didn't sell that, you know, when people are sharing computers and things like that, so. Massive software piracy yeah. problems. I know, yep. yeah. And well, like, it's an M&A issue. Yeah. We talked about that before, right? Yeah, and recurring revenue. Right. That's mm. really big for a business valuation yes. and stock price. And Microsoft's stock price has been just going through the roof. So. Yeah. Yes. Well, speaking of Microsoft, let's talk about how can we be safer in the cloud? So great question. There's a ton of tools that Microsoft gives you that are seldom used. Um, mm. The most basic of all would be two-factor. You've heard of like two-factor or multi-factor yes. authentication Absolutely. sends you a yeah, code. Absolutely. We talked about protecting your password and somebody getting your credentials. If they do and they try and log in, if you have two-factor, mm -hmm. you're going to get a text and right. say, who the heck tried to log in? Yeah, I've had um, that happen. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. There's a bunch of um, really cool security advanced tools. One's called conditional access where, okay, I've got all my data up at Microsoft, but I can't get at it unless I'm using two-factor. 
unless I have a complex password, unless I'm using a device that's kind of registered with Microsoft's mm, 365, mm-hmm. geo-blocking, which is geographically, like, okay, Russia can't get into it. Chi- if it's a Chinese address, it can't get into it. Mm. Um, there's this thing called Microsoft Defender, and it's kind of yes. advanced um, email protection. So it's watching all your attachments all of your links and making sure they're okay. And there's some like anti-phishing and real-time detection stuff. And then the last thing is kind of fun. If you're really putting a lot of data in OneDrive, there's digital rights management. So I can flag a file and say confidential, or there's all kinds of flags you can put on it. And now I can no longer share that. I can no longer, um, only certain people can view it. You can't edit it. So a lot of cool Mm. rights things. Wow. Hmm, that's interesting. I bet that that would be a hot ticket item for a, a law firm to add on. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Is it something that you, it, with with users of Office 365, I mean, I'm going to confess, I, there's a lot to 365 that I don't even use. Sure. Right? And I'm sure that I'm not the only one out there, sure. but I do have it. I use OneDrive mostly. Um, but, you know, there's other other parts of the program that that are good and usable teams of course is really good but often, yeah so often mm-hmm. we do like a three phase you know first your email mm-hmm. then sharepoint teams and OneDrive, and lastly like if you're going to really start to put some confidential stuff up there how we're going to secure it how we're going to use those tools mm-hmm. and you're working with what lots of an insurance firms financial services firms yep right? so we're firms. microsoft silver partner so we've got some special access mm. there and, and tools there and training and uh, insurance is regulated. You know who else is regulated pretty hard right now is uh, anybody who works for the DOD, defense contractors. Mm. If you have access to any kind of plans, like let's say you don't make a stealth fighter, but you make a bolt that goes into a wing, you're still getting some plans. So you have to be at a certain level there and check a bunch of boxes to have access to those contracts. And I mean, secure, cybersecurity is everywhere and the regulations are getting stronger and stronger. I mean, thankfully, right? Right, exactly. And cybersecurity insurance policies. There's mm-hmm. a lot of insurance out there, but you really got to pass off that you're doing what you can to protect data or the insurance carriers don't want to underwrite it. Yeah. Well, you can't blame them. Right. Mm-hmm. So big money loss. Wow. Well, this has been awesome. I took copious notes and I'll, I'll try to decipher them and put them in the show notes <laughs> so people can take a look and find you. We'll have links to your website and links to you on LinkedIn and and, um, you know, so that people can talk to you about, you know, what do I need to do next? Because I think business owners need to have managed IT services. You just got to have those programs in place. And even if you have in-house people that, that manage your IT, right, yep. you still have to have an outside source like you. Oftentimes that, we support them. Yes. We don't really support all the end users, but we support their IT and do their heavy lifting. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, so um, I guess we'll just look for you in the show notes and people will be able to find you there. And that episode, of course, will be available for download on the Poised for Exit website, just like all of our episodes are available. Please do rate and review our program. We really do appreciate you listening and join us again next time.